0: that's everylife.com and don't forget to use promo code duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life and my wife, Rachel Campbell Duffy.
2: It's great to be back. Q&A today on a good is cold there, Friday. It's
1: a good Q&A day?
2: So we've gotten people writing us with some questions that are in the headlines right now that are very interesting. So they are, well, first of all, one of them is what you think about the George Santos vote and how you would do it differently or think about it having fit in Congress, which I think is really interesting. So we're going to get to that. Um Also, Salon writing about some new polling that young women don't want to date people who have voted for Donald Trump or support Donald Trump. We've seen that, by the way, in some of the yeah, dating we apps. We've talked about it, but uh, we talked about it on Outnumbered. And boy, um, Media Matters and Daily Beast and all the liberal people are really mad um, at what I had to say. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but before that, we're going to talk about Felicity Huff- Huffman. Now, do you guys remember her? She is, you know, pretty famous actress. She was on Desperate Housewives and she was caught up in the Varsity Blues College scandal. Um, if you recall with Lori Laughlin from Full House, these are two very rich Hollywood ladies, moms, elites, elites who paid to get their daughters or, you know, defrauded and paid to get their daughters into these elite institutions. Um, in the case of colleges, yeah, yeah, colleges, exactly. In the case of Lizzie Huffman, she actually paid $15,000 for somebody who was monitoring the SAT test. And she got them to correct the answers that her daughter got wrong. For that, she ended up having to pay $30,000 in fines. She spent 11 days in jail. Um, she was ca- charged with fraud for this back in 2019. And she also had some community service that she had to serve. But she, so she just gave this interview. That's why this is back in the news. She gave an interview with Good Morning America. And in it, she made some comments that are really you know, getting people up in arms. I'm going to tell you what those comments are. But it's interesting story for us, Sean, because we weren't outraged by what she told Good Morning America as her defense for, you know, cheating for her daughter and paying for her daughter to get into school. It's what the FBI did to her family that she kind of brushes over. So let's just start with the comment, okay? So when she was on Good Morning America, she talked about why she did it. And she said, well, it was sort of, quote, this is a quote, it was sort of like my daughter's future, which meant I had to break the law, and that was what she said. Now, she also described driving to her daughter to the SAT, having kind of second thoughts about it, but then brushing those second thoughts aside because, darn it, she wanted her to get into a good school. And 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 people are going back to kind of revisiting the elitism of this.
1: By the way, in that we both agree that Horrible. this is the the parents should teach their kids to work hard. They should teach. Their kids right from wrong and to go to cheat on a test to get into school. That's not what parents actually should be teaching their kids. This is this is a new phenomenon, I think, in American culture that we're gonna lie, cheat, and steal whatever it takes. To our kids. And so there's been a lot of commentary on that front. i guarantee yeah, them. yeah. But talk about what caught our eye.
2: Okay, so this is what caught my eye. So she says
1: that. This is kind of an offhanded comment. Yeah, Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It was just, it
2: was sort of like not, it was like it flew under the radar for the person who was interviewing and it seemed not to even be a big deal or the biggest deal for her, for her. And here's what scared us. So she said, they, meaning the FBI, they came into my home. They woke my daughters up at gunpoint. Again, nothing new to the black and brown community. That's her comment.
1: But then good graces here. Yeah,
2: she's trying to get in good graces with all her liberals and her listening. Then they put my hands behind my back and they handcuffed me. I asked if I could get dressed. I thought it was a hoax. I literally turned to one of the FBI people in a flag jacket and a gun, and I go, "Is this a joke?" Um. So that's what happened. And, Sean, what the hell is going on with the FBI?
1: So I lost my mind on this. So I was a prosecutor, and. There's people who break the law and Felicity broke the law. And what you do is you review the evidence as a prosecutor and you will you will draft a criminal complaint with the charges that you're going to charge someone with. And then you will summons them. The court will summons them into court. They'll be served with the paperwork going, you've been charged with the crime. This is your court date and you have to come in.
2: And I've seen that a thousand times. On movies. I mean, that's what they do. They they come to your door with the paper.
1: Right. That's what happens for nonviolent criminals. Now, FBI going to someone's doors, gun guns drawn and breaking in. That happens with like sexual predators, drug, drug dealers, dealers with guns, terrorists. terrorists. But this was never heard of that the FBI. Guns blazing. You know, busting down doors and, and going to get. The uh, girls, I mean, they're, well,
2: they're like, they're, they're teenage girls.
1: They're going after nonviolent people. So if, if Felicity was, was someone in the court, she would show up, right? And her daughter, Bishon, b- 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 I'm sorry. And so this is a phenomenon. With These y- are little girls. with
2: These are teenage
1: girls. This is a Gestapo-esque activity that, you know, nonviolent people for a fraud case that you'll break down their door and have your guns drawn and wake people up at, at gunpoint. This is unheard of. And I think what it, what it shows us, is, and if this is in 2019, this is under Trump's FBI, that the FBI has lost sight of what their actual job is. They're becoming the enforcers of a police state. And what they think is that why would we summon someone into court for a nonviolent crime? Someone who doesn't have guns at their house and probably would, if they didn't have guns, they wouldn't use them. Why would we not summon them in as, and, and, and instead come come in, guns blazing, guns drawn, and arrest them and you know, handcuff them and drag them you know, into the police station, they're doing it because they want to instill fear. They want to make sure that you understand that these stories get out and you understand that if you violate the law, whether violent or nonviolent, they're going to come in and they're going to treat, le- treat you like you are a hardened criminal. Now, what's frustrating is uh, she says in this quote, this this word, that I, now I don't just like to be a, a black or brown person. If 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 this is the way people were treated in New York City, there'd be people black, white, brown, all colors that were FBI was coming in guns blazing, people were violent with guns and knives and stabbings and beating people up. They're not up. doing that. Actual violent people, and not only do the does the FBI or any law enforcement come in guns blazing, no one comes in at all. Yeah, they're left. The they're, they're 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 if they're arrested, they're they're arrested with kid gloves and then let out the same day. But it's the non-violent Americans who usually follow the law that this behavior is reserved for.
2: Right. And and this is an FBI that's out of control. So we saw this, we started to see this with pro-lifers, right? That's right. Um, It came to our attention through pro-lifers who were peacefully protesting. Mark Markov Mark was one of them. There there are uh, over a dozen uh, others that we know of. And some of them, by the way, are facing some pretty steep sentences. Um, The ones who were in D.C., um, who got charged with the face Act for blocking the entrance to an abortion clinic? Um, they're facing like eleven years in in prison. um but but the FBI goes into the home of this of uh, Mark Ka is a great example, you know, with guns busting down the doors at hours early out of, morning, unheard of
1: early morning hour raids early
2: morning ra- ra- uh, raids. This also happened by the way, with Trump associates as well. Several well, I just them. don't. Roger Stone and CNN was, was CNN
1: was there to record it for all of us to see right. no how they got tipped off. Yeah, right. they
2: got tipped off on that. So the FBI has been doing this, okay? And so now we see it with this with this white-collar crime. There's probably, you know, some people in the FBI are, yeah, let's get these, you know, rich people and scare the hell out of them for thinking they're better and they can cheat and they can pay their way into these elite institutions. Uh, but this is also, you know, she says, now, this is nothing new to the brown and black community. Well, guess what? It's not new to the Catholic community. I think a lot of Catholics, especially those who are going to traditional Latin Mass Catholic churches, are worried, and they should be. Uh, we just had another case, Sean, of a it was, family it was, who was. That's a
1: good moment because we we saw that the FBI in the Virginia field office came out with a memo that says that uh, traditional Catholics, those that go to Latin Mass. Um, are potential domestic terrorists. They're radical extremists. They're white supremacists. There's a whole bunch of, uh, terms that we use for the yeah, traditional. For some Catholic. reason,
2: they're targeting traditional gambling.
1: And, and so when, uh, this, uh, memo was leaked out, the head of the FBI, Christopher Ray, was like, no, 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 this is, this was just one rogue field office. Um, this yeah. is not what we're doing. And lo and behold, we found out that one of the field offices in California and one of the field offices, I believe in it was Oregon or Washington. Also came out with the same memo and we learned, we did a podcast on this actually, that it went through high level approvals at the FBI, in essence, for the FBI to know that you should look to protect your country at traditional Catholics who go to Latin Mass.
2: They were setting out plans, and we believe they followed through on, in some cases, in putting informants into these churches to find out what people are doing.
1: But then Christopher Ray was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And so let's talk about is Christopher Ray actually targeting traditional Catholics or not? We have a perfect case in point.
2: Yeah. So th- thanks for that background. I think that's really helpful. Um, yeah. So another way that they're doing it is not just infiltrating the churches, but going into chat rooms and 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 onto social media platforms where traditional Catholics are. And it it's it's much the way the FBI, as we know, was. Involved in January six, involved in the Gretchen Whit- Whitmer kidnapping case, where they That's in
1: quotes, kidnapping <laughs> kidnapping
2: right? quote yeah, yeah, um, yeah kidnapping. so a lot of times the F- with the FBI and by the way they did this to some Muslims in the post nine eleven era era as well where you know they're actually the ones instigating and creating these
1: it's entrapment they're, they're yeah they're, they're entrapping honey potting people. people in to do Thank things you. that they would never do but for the fbi's involvement in trying to encourage them to do things that the fbi can then arrest and charge them for.
2: So here's a perfect example. Here's a family, a catholic family, traditional family, homeschool lives on a on a homestead, you know, runs a, a farm. Uncle runs a butcher shop, you know, for, you know, the meat that's processed from the farm. And this particular family had a, a little side apartment for the grandmother who was very ill. And As the grandmother got more and more ill, she needed more supervision. So they got their teenage, older teenage son to be the one to kind of be all day with grandma until mom and dad are done with work on the farm and homeschooling and all the stuff that they do. And so this kid was doing this kid's an altar boy. This kid's a volunteer firefighter. This is a
1: good 15 years old.
2: Only 15. Yeah. And and by the way, because they're this traditional Catholic family, their their kids don't have faults. But when this kid has to take care of grandma, they decide, well, you know what? He should have a phone because if something happens to grandma, Gotta we need help. Call. Yeah. Well, you have this kid who's never had a phone before. Suddenly he's interested and, in, you know, he's bored. He's sitting there watching grandma and he's starting to go on to, he loves history. He's going into church history groups. Well, these are the kinds of church history websites and, and chat groups that the Catholic church uh, website that the FBI is now infiltrating. So okay,
1: to a side note. This is not a 15-year-old boy who's looking at porn. This is not a 15-year-old boy who's taking pictures of his body parts and sending them out online. He's going to Catholic history check rooms. <laughs> this is the kind of boy that, yeah. you know, you're like, they probably raised him pretty well. And, you know, obviously phones can be dangerous and you can go into places that um, are inappropriate, but he's 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 not in those spaces.
2: Right. But as he's in these spaces, he starts to make friends with people
1: in the chat group,
2: in the chat group, <laughs> FBI, feds, feds, who basically tell, you know, they, they're they encouraging him to look at this, look at that. And then they ask him if he has a gun.
1: Well, they no, they, they, well, they tell him to go, hey, listen, do you have a ski mask? Put a ski mask on. And he does. And then they're look like, good. you know, go, go drop some, the you know, go, go to this, this park and. Uh, drop some, drop some things off in a park. And then do you have pictures of guns? Yes. Take pictures of guns and post the guns online. Like they're in, encouraging him and, and get, trapping him, And I mean, something this kid wouldn't normally never do, but they're having him do certain things so they can build a case against him. And he has no idea that, this that he's happening. actually dealing with federal agents trying to entrap him to do things that were never his idea.
2: And of course, his family has no idea that any of this is happening. And then one day the FBI comes again in the morning hours, guns, guns out, guns out, break, you know, breaks into the house, scares the, you know, what out of everybody. And this case, I mean, eventually this, I mean, this case, there's nothing there. And, but the family is not a rich family. They've had to spend a lot of money legally to try and say their names um, and, and it's, it's completely, I mean, you can imagine how traumatic this is.
1: So the case was, ended, ended up being reduced to a misdemeanor. Um, the young boy plot out the parents, good parents, there, they said they we're disappointed in her son that this is what he did. But out of all the bad things that kids are doing, it's, it's, it's pretty minor. And to think that the FBI would be in check rooms for the, for Catholic kids, trying to entrap little Catholic kids when you have, um, Historic numbers of Chinese fighting age males are coming into the country. You have Hamas is probably coming to the country. You have some really dangerous people coming into America. And open of, border, instead of using your resources to look at those people, you're looking at a, a little ultra boy Catholic kid and then trapping that little boy. And here's what frustrates me, Rachel, not just the gun blazing, um, for nonviolent people. Um, it's, oh, by the way, what do, here's what triggered the FBI to come in. He was on the chat groups and he's like, this isn't good for me. I'm going to get off. And he deleted himself out of the chat groups. Then the FBI oh, was my. like, he's part of a radical cell that's going to be mobilized now. That's why he's off the chat group. We need to go in guns blazing to stop this attack. Because we, we all Yeah, he's know, going dark. Right. Catholics are attacking. Traditional Catholics are involved in terrorism and attacking yeah. Americans. I mean, we'll not stupid this stuff is. Here's what gets me, Rachel, is. The fact that the FBI is treating average Americans, whether it's Felicity, um, who's no conservative at all, or if it's Roger Stone or it's or Mark Hough, the Catholic, who got a little a bug tussle, little scrap with a, a, a pro-abortionist outside of an abortion clinic, again, guns blazing, coming in this family, guns blazing. We know what they're doing. And the fact that we have a Republican Congress that is about to fund a brand new headquarters for the FBI. That's going to give them the funding that they ask for at the FBI, or that's what it seems like they're going to do. They have way too much money. If you have money to go after Catholic altar boys, you have way too much money because you need to go after the real terrorists. And we're going to give you only enough money to go after the real threats that face this country and not the, not, not the, not the good boys and girls, men and women who you may disagree with, who actually may, may break the law but are nonviolent, but you have. The ability and the money to put um task force together with um with with armored vests and with guns blazing, you have way too much cash. And shameful on Republicans for fully funding the FBI when this is what they're doing.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more Sean and, and I, I am so concerned with everything that's going on in the country. Um, you know, terror threats are at the at the highest that we've ever seen. The number of, of known terrorists coming at the at the across the border that the, we caught. This isn't counting the Godaways and people trying not to get caught. Just Almost the ones. Million.
1: Almost too many people we don't know. We have be-
2: no idea. But we have now a record number that we have caught. Never seen these numbers before. Come into the country, known terrorists. Um, this is what the FBI is waiting your time on. Again, 29,000, as you said, military age Chinese men. We have Chinese bio labs, um, in America. We have, we found secret Chinese, um, police stations. In, in New York City and a few other cities. So we have, we've never been more unsafe. And they're going after a teenage boy, altar boy with, you know, a volunteer firefighter taking care of his grandma and, you know, being naughty and getting on a Catholic chat room where, you know, supposedly now he's he's endangering the country. This is an FBI, Sean, that is out of control. They should be defunded. I know you think that we should just, shave some money off of what they have. At this point, I am I have to tell you, I'm more afraid of our FBI, of our own government, than I am of of, of anything else that's happening to us. Uh, there's nothing more so, can, threatening. Can
1: I give you one other example?
2: Yeah, sure. And, let me let me I, quiet Skippy down here. And
1: I told Rachel not to bring Skippy in the roof I and know, she, and she
2: we have some people working on some plumbing in the house and he's <laughs> not happy. he needs mad. It's, anyway, Skippy no.
1: That's gonna do it. Um, so, so, uh, Carly uh, Shimkis did an interview on Fox and Friends first oh,
2: yeah, with was air
1: marshals. The, the, I think she was the head of the air marshals union and it was shocking. What she said was, if you're on a plane,
2: the air marshal lady said this,
1: yep. You do not have air marshals that are protecting American flights, but there are air marshals on flights. And the only flights that air marshals are getting on are flights that someone who participated in January 6th are on. So, I mean, I, I know several of them. Uh, veterans, Purple Heart, is it Purple Heart recipients? is isn't. Um, just good people who are there. You have air marshals tracking. In, he was in and, for
2: 12 minutes, just looking around the Capitol.
1: tracking January 6th, but again, not tacky, uh, uh, tracking any of the 10 million people that have come into this country illegally that have some radical ties. That's how off-base these people are.
2: We'll have more of this
0: conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then Every Life is your solution. Every Life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
2: Do you remember Sean? When we had on, uh, I be- I can't remember which one of the FBI whistleblowers it was, but he said that he was working on a very, a very important cases on sex trafficking because, as you know, with the open down border in Florida, yeah. down in Florida, sex trafficking of children is on the rise because we have eighty thousand kids who've come across the border that we have no idea who they are. You know, Sean, I was thinking about. The whistleblowers, we've had some of the FBI whistleblowers on the podcast. One of them was working in the Florida um, field office, and he was working on some important cases on sex trafficking, child sex trafficking crimes. Because as you know, we have thousands and thousands of unaccounted children who have come unaccompanied over the border. And we've now had hearings where the government says, we have no idea who they are, where they are. We don't, they don't even keep track of them. So they come over the border and many of them end up in these sex trafficking rings. So they were working on these kinds of cases. They were pulled off of these cases to go look into January 6th. These are the priorities of the FBI. Why we are funding this organization? Why Christopher Ray with Republicans? You know, even I have to say, I'm I'm, a, I'm disappointed that Donald Trump should have kept him on. Um, he should have been removed. He was clearly involved with all the Russia collusion folks, ho- knew what was going on. Um, all of this stuff is just it's, it's so disconcerting. But what it tells me is that Trump, the Republicans, the Congress do not have the oversight and control that they are supposed to have in a system like ours over this department. This department, in my opinion, is gone rogue.
1: So I, I mentioned the problem with a Republican Congress, and I want to talk about that again. And I, again, most of these, a lot of these people, that are my friends on the Republican side and a lot of the Democrats. And so it's a little bit painful for me to 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 talk about them in such a harsh way, but I'm going to. Um, are you talking
2: about the George Santos situation? About
1: uh, George Santos. So, okay. uh, George Santos was just removed. Can, from... can I just
2: say something? This this George Santos thing happened today. Sean was working out, heard the news about the vote. I came down, and you just started cursing.
1: Because i, I so I'm, you were so mad. I'm that. angry about it, right? And and so let's just let, let's back up. So you need uh you need three quarters of of the vote no you need two I'm sorry you need two thirds of the vote two thirds of the vote to remove a member of congress um and so Ford Santos is a problem he's a liar he's 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 he sounds he's, to me he does sound he f- sounds kind of super flush. <laughs> but um yeah no people like that that deserve are bold faced liars and they they with n- no no compunction will just dis- lie to your face well, did
2: you that last night
1: he he did so but let's say let's let this out there he's he's lied and now he has charges um he's been indicted on federal charges for embezzlement and other things out of his campaign um and it sounds like the the, the charges are pretty strong right and here's the problem what happens before you're in congress you can't use what happened before to remove someone once they're elected Congress. So either, even though he lied before he to get into office, he will face voters two years later. So you don't remove someone because they told myth, mistruths during their campaign, um, first off. And when someone's indicted, they have the presumption of innocence. So he hasn't been convicted. He's only been indicted. Jason Chaffetz was on today and he made a great point. He's like, they want to remove him because he's he's been indicted. How about Senator Menendez from New Jersey, who they found gold bars in his home. They found cash in his home. No one's removing Bob Menendez in the Senate. foreign government involved. Exactly. Okay, We're we- going to remove um, George Santos from office. So here's what's supposed to happen. If you're indicted in the Congress for a crime that uh, you could get a sentence of over two years, you're removed from your committees. You're not removed from the House because there's a presumption of innocence. George Santos was removed. From his committees, he never should have been removed from the house from the house and the politics of this really important. So Republicans will now not have a five seat majority because so just to not to get into all the, there's a member from, uh, from Ohio, Bill Johnson. He's resigned from Congress. Some of the family is sick. Um, uh, so he's leaving and now you take out George Santos and what you have is a three seat majority. In oh the gosh. house, they couldn't govern with five seats. George <laughs> Santos voted for rules. He voted for all kinds of things that the team was voting for. They're not going to be able to get anything done. I, I, usually I was, it usually what made me so angry, Rachel. I thought we elected Republicans to actually go after the communists, mm-hmm. go after Joe Biden, go mm-hmm. after Mayorkas. Instead, real, own, the,
2: the real the liars that are actually impacting
1: your life, the real liars and cheats. Mm-hmm. But instead, they're going after Kevin McCarthy, and now they're going after George Santos. You're wasting your majority. You're wasting, and by the way, they're not going after the FBI. I'm like, who are they? They have lost all priorities. They have no understanding of the threats this country faces, communists, in the Democratic Party. They should be fighting them tooth and nail, and instead, they're having an internal food fight as our country burns. The country's burning, and they're talking about themselves. So And Skippy is upset about that. And Skippy's
2: upset because um, the plumbers are leaving.
1: That's right.
2: But I will tell you this, Sean. So first of all, I just mentioned that my favorite headline on this came from Tristan um, Justice. He works for the Federalist. He's a, he's a staff writer for the Federalist. And his headline is Breaking Dems Expel Gay Brazilian Drag Queen. Because we know that he's, you know, Santos is dressed in cra- drag before and... And he's of Brazilian descent. He's married. Um, we're not sure to who. There's like two different people. So we're not sure who okay, he so give He's true. not sure which of right. the men he's actually married to. There's something kind of fun about him. I'm, I'm actually going to miss him a little bit. But I think the deeper question that I have, and I think you might be probably the best person to ask this to, is why are Republicans so, well, maybe this is the answer, so self-loathing, you look at the difference in the way Democrats Democrats have their crazies, Republicans have their crazies. Uh Democrats have people who have done bad things, like Menendez, and there are others, even including Nancy Pelosi. Um, you know, and her husband and the weird stuff that happened with that and the and the stock trades. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff happening on the Democrat side. Um, and then you have Elon Omar Omar um and
1: Rashida Talib. And
2: Rashida Talib and but but also Elon Omar and um AOC have had campaign finance um, scandals that have been brushed out of the rug. So it seems to me that Democrats say, these are our guys. We're going to protect them. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but that is the way they play. And Republicans seem to shoot inside the tent. Why is that? Well, so- Explain it to me from having been inside the tent yourself. Why they don't protect their own. It's only because they see the other side is protecting theirs. So, so-
1: stop. We've complained a lot about the two-tier justice system. Yes. We pushed back on a two-tier justice system. And Republicans in the Congress today said, we actually agree with a two-tier justice system. We have one set of rules that we're going to apply to a Republican, George Santos. Yep. And we have a different set of rules that Democrats get to apply to their members. Who can? There's different rules in the House and the Senate. Uh, Bob Menendez is a, is a senator. Uh, the, uh, as the Democrats control the Senate. And Bob Menendez is... Yeah, but you can
2: honest. find it. You, I, I mean, uh, right now, uh, it'll take me about a minute to think about it, but there are tons of cases of, of Democrats who have done naughty things and they circle the wagons and protect their own. Joe
1: Biden hasn't been convicted of taking a bribe money from uh, Russians, Ukrainians, the Chinese through his son. But there's <laughs> allegations. Why hasn't he been impeached? Mayorkas comes to the House Time and time again, and lies about a border being secure, and we're fighting, and blah blah. I mean, I'm like these guys are the real threats. And you haven't impeached Joe Biden yet. You weren't able to get the votes to actually impeach uh, Mayorkas. Something's wrong with your ideology. So let me tell you. But, what, they can't
2: keep, of, but there's another example, which is the way they treat their voters. Look at how the Democrats circled around the 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 BLM Antifa people. They actually set up funds after get them to, to spring them out of jail. And then with January 6th, those people are languishing in the gulags of, of Washington, D.C. prisons, and no one goes to see them. And the only people that have gone, frankly, to visit them, but they're also the, I think she's one of the toughest fighters out there, which is Marjorie Taylor Greene. The rest of the Republicans treat her like she's a pariah. That's right.
1: So let me tell you what the back, some of the backstory here. So George Santos is a member of a very, a uh, competitive seat or there's going to be a special election to fill the seat. A uh, Democrat will more than likely. What
2: what, what area is he from? Is it long? It's,
1: it's, uh, know, it's, it's in New, New greater New York City area. OK. Right. And and sure. um, in addition to George Santos being from New York, a lot of the New York members that are Republicans who come from their they're, they're Joe Biden seats, Lee Zeldin helped push a lot of these candidates over the finish line mm-hmm. to get elected. And a lot of these New York Republicans are the Republicans that made the majority. They won the tough seats that gave Republicans the majority in this Congress. And they have been the ones pushing to have George Santos removed from office. Why? Because they get a lot of questions. At town halls? They talk about it, they talk about it a lot. And their constituents, their town halls, the local media, pressure them and push them on George Santos all the time. And what I are
2: you going to do about George Sanders? Yes, what do you feel
1: well, about this? Office. He's lied. He should be gone from office. Yeah, this right. They they just repetitive mm-hmm. from the media on these members. And I get that kind of pressure because I was in a really tough seat, a Democrat leaning seat where I first won Congress as well. And it's hard to to when you're in that cloud to stick your head up and go when the next election comes, is anybody going to care about this issue? And I guarantee you, Rachel,
2: the issue of George Santos
1: or whatever issue they were coming after me on mm-hmm. George Santos, whether he was in Congress or removed today, that decision will not affect any single voters opinion as to whether they vote for that Republican or vote against that Republican.
2: It will only affect his own seat,
1: right? Only George Santos's seat. And you lost one one extra reliable vote in the House. And it's going to make it that much more difficult for you to pass legislation so you can go back home to your constituents and go, I got this done. I got that done. We fought back and pushed back on this and on that. They're going to look like they're inept. They're incompetent in Congress because nothing's getting done. All they're going to do is come
2: home with the scalp of George Santos, but George they haven't Sa- done on the border. George
1: Santos wasn't running for re-election. So it was going to be a non-issue. If you're still in Congress, he'd be a non-issue in the next election. And- Again, no, no voter would vote on George Santos. They might vote on the economy. They might vote on crime. They might vote on immigration, all things that New York City is grappling with. Um, but George Santos, they would not be voting on. And so I think they their little chicken littles in New York, and I, I like a lot of them. I'm going to say I like a lot of the New York Republican members are good people. But they let George Santos and the liberal media get to them to remove one of their members and make it that much harder for Republicans to be effective going after the, the communists and the Democrat Party.
2: Yeah, they look weak. They look-, they look weak. They've changed the subject for what needs to be talked about. They, they put the focus back on them in a negative way. It's not a positive. By the way, the story in the media that they're so worried about is not going to be these brave Republicans took out. They're such they're so notable. Oh, hell no. This is like, see how corrupt they all are. Look at their guy. He's bad. Meanwhile, they have no problem bringing it on the left. They 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 roll out the carpet for Majorca's for Joe Biden, for Hunter. Biden. I mean, and these they, people have no shame. And they go after George Santos, uh, Santos. George Santos, because
1: who cares? They defend Hunter Biden. Yeah. To the end of time. Yes. And our guys take out George Santos. And again, I'm lo- not I'm not lo- I'm lo- not defending thing. Santos. I'm not like, again, I don't think he's a great guy. I think he's a liar. Um, of course and, he is. and the charges against him are real. He's convicted of those charges. That might be that, by the way, that trial comes in February. That is, that might be a time if convicted, he should probably be revoked. But why wouldn't you wait until you have have a a trial with a jury of your peers to make a decision on whether you're guilty or innocent? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't, wouldn't that be noble if Republicans have that philosophy? So in, instead of again focusing on all the information that's coming out on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and their scandals on inflation, on crime, on the border, on Joe Biden's failed policy that led you to war in Ukraine and now war in the Middle East. Instead of focusing on those things, we spent a lot of time focused on Kevin McCarthy and their effort to remove the speaker. And now tons of time on George Santos. You're making yourself the news story as opposed to the Democrats, Joe Biden, their failed policies should be the news story.
2: 100% Sean. What does this tell you about Mike Johnson, uh, the new speaker of the House who replaced Kevin McCarthy and his... Control over his house. I can't imagine he thi- he thinks this was a good, you know, next move for the republic. His the new the conference under his leadership.
1: So Mike Johnson um, did not vote to remove Santos.
2: I I know, but he but I, he's I, the speaker. I,
1: I know he is. And what here is what happened? They didn't. The, the, Repo- the Republican leadership didn't whip the vote. Meaning they didn't go count votes and push their conference. To, to vote to keep George Santos. They didn't do that. Um, they basically said, vote your conscience. You look at the evidence, make a decision. Leaders go, you know what? We're gonna wait. We all wanna sit together. We wanna keep George Santos in office. The New York uh, Republicans, they can vote to remove him, but we're gonna stick by this guy. If convicted, per the House rules, we'll remove him. Right. But per the House rules, we're gonna keep him right now. And we're gonna play by the same set of rules That Democrats play with. But he didn't do that. So
2: what does that tell you about him? Just be frank.
1: I I think this was a a leadership failure by Johnson in this situation. He should have. It's not easy for him. He would take heat for it. But he should have stood up for Santos. Yeah. Within the Republican conference. And he didn't. Now, that doesn't that's not an indictment on his whole speakership. And he's going to be fatal. But on this one, he did not meet the bar. So yeah, that's my take.
2: We'll have more of this
1: conversation after
2: this. Okay, I want to talk to you about another topic here, really quick. I'm
1: um, justly removed from Congress.
2: Yeah, well, there's a lot of Trump supporters who are unjustly being rejected by liberal women. Um, so we've seen we've seen this on uh, basically on people people will set up their their profiles profiles. That's the right word on their dating you know sites. To say no to Trump supporters. Uh, they also, by the way, say, I only want someone over six feet tall. And they eliminate, you know, basically only 14% of American men are over six feet tall. So they're eliminating a lot of men. 85%,
1: 80, 86% of men get nixed.
2: Get next. That's right. So, you know, already these women aren't making really great choices. Well, voices. A lot of
1: men out there buying lifts for their shoe to get to six feet.
2: Ron DeSantis did. <laughs> <It's so strange. laughs> Apparently, Marco Rubio got accused of the same thing in the last yeah. in, in the in the 2016 um, primary. Trump
1: was quite a little Marco.
2: Little I Marco. Think. Um, I like Marco Rubio. I, I,
1: I love Marco. I love it's Marco. Awesome.
2: But yeah, we're just talking about shoes here. Um, but anyway, so they're putting in their profile that we don't want to to, to any Trump supporters, and it's it's actually showing that. Um, it, and it, we've seen these stats as well. young women are overwhelmingly liberal and men are not as liberal, but they're more open to dating liberal women. I think men just like women in general. They'll take them in any way. Um, uh, But then the women are having really hard rules about Trump supporters. And so we had this discussion on, outnumbered yesterday. I was a guest on the show, on the panel. And I think that a lot of, First of all, I think it's true. I think that's true. And, and there's a lot of men that will say that. I've spoken to men who are on dating apps and they say they will put down, you know, they won't put down that they're Trump supporters. Uh, they'll say that they're moderate or independent when they're actually Republican voters because they don't want women to, you know, swipe them. and, right. and reject them. What do you make of this, Sean? Cause I think that these women are making a, Big mistake. Well, no. So the,
1: to, to tell us more about your show on outnumbered yesterday, and how has the media responded to your great commentary? Maybe. It's,
2: okay, let me let me tell you what I said on the show. So maybe that might. So,
1: so as you look that up, let me just t- just give you another point of Sure. Talk about liberal women. Um, so uh, uh, s- s- one of my one of, one of my friends was walking through one of the uh, protests that uh, is in support of Hamas. Not support of Israel, the support of Hamas. Mm-hmm. And would you, if you were to classify someone who's willing to go to the streets and support Hamas, are they conservative or liberal? Uh, the liberals, liberal. of course. Of course. Do you know what they notice? Hmm. Almost all of them were college aged girls. Yeah. The girls are out there like
2: water. Yeah. They've Hamas. got, they've gotten really so radicalized.
1: So radicalized. So
2: much of the liberal, you know, ideology is very attractive to women who so are Single women who are insecure and you know grappling for something. By the way, you remove religion from the lives of young people, and a lot of them become very susceptible and open in that vacuum to these kinds of extreme ideologies, whether it's feminism or, or liberalism or Marxism, cultural Marxism, you name it. They're 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 going in that direction. What ends up happening, though, Sean, and you know this, is that women get married and they have kids, and they end up becoming a little more conservative um, with time. Uh, that just is natural. Some people say it's because the men in their life, the patriarchs in their life are convincing them. Otherwise, I don't think that's true. Uh, But but here's what I said on Outnumbered. I said that I actually feel sorry for women who aren't interested in even considering dating um, supporters of Donald Trump. And I said, you know, I feel sorry for them because they're going to date and maybe ultimately marry a bunch of beta guys. Guys who, you know, want to split the check, who won't open the door who won't protect you. Um, and I think you're turning away the possibility of dating, not just good men, but good men who are the kind of men who built this country, farmers, factory workers, um, people, you know, police officers. These are soldiers who are defending our country. Traditionally, a lot of people in those kinds of of of, of fields um, tend to be in the working class, and in and in in those circles, tend to be Trump supporters, and I think those are very noble men who build society.
1: I would agree with that. And if you don't take one of those men, you're going to look for a beta male,
2: yeah, a Timothy Shalomal type of guy.
1: Right? It's like I'm. That's pretty self spoken. Maybe you do a little poetry. You're really good at making lattes. Um, and what happens is. These, these men have, again, poetry and, 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 lattes. But when life gets tough, mm-hmm. you know, and men and women have to be tough in those things that happen, these little beta males, they run for the hills. Real men stick around. They, they know how to fight. They're willing to fight.
2: They protect their wives yeah. and their children and they provide for them.
1: And they want to buy, they, they, they want to make sure their home is stable and, and, um, and again, you're right, protected and safe and secure. There's something internal for, for the good men who want to protect their family. They can call it the patriarchy or the patriarch, whatever they, these lips call it. But they're choosing men that in the long run will make them happy.
2: Well, and, the, and then you just look at the mental health rates that we're seeing. These women aren't happy. And um, and, 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 and uh, that's not me being judgy. I am, we're simply looking at the data, the, the, the rise in pharmaceuticals among single um, women, the rise in depression rates, um, the weird stuff we're seeing on TikTok by so many of them, um, that sort of cat lady lifestyle that they're leading um, that's very lonely and depressive. Can and, I tell
1: you what? We did the podcast on the men that are like, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. These women, I can't find one. I'm going overseas. I'm going to find oh, a, right. a good woman overseas. What were
2: they called? They were called something like bros, passport, bro, passport, bro, bro. passport bros. I didn't this have, is a trend. If I didn't have you can i just explain the trend yeah. for those you know, who didn't hear that po- the passport growth are guys as you said who are frustrated with american women say they they're either their standards are too high or they're not interested in in, and getting married and having kids and sort of having that you know traditional family lifestyle so they are going now i said they should just look for republican women conservative women because there are oh, all plenty of them here in the united states but these women are these men are getting frustrated They're going abroad and finding women in other countries who are still interested in sort of, you know, having a a marriage, really.
1: Yes. So this, by the way, just a side note of this, if you're a conservative woman, it's like you're a woman in the Wild West, in one of these Western towns. You got a hundred men to one woman. You have your, you have your pick of great men. It is, it is like, this is beautiful for conservative women who have so many more men to pick from um, that are also conservative. The match, the match for you is going to be that much better. But if I was, if I found myself single, I, I think I would be one of those passport points. I might go, I'm going to find a good what? woman somewhere else. I like, I'm going to find, might find someone here. She yes, find not. a good Mexican American woman from the Southwest. I, no, I, go to, I might go to Mexico. I might go to Honduras. Oh. No, I'm going to Colombia and find myself.
2: Oh, <laughs> lucky I was at Colombia, yeah, Venezuela, wherever all the Miss Universe super- is at. <laughs> Okay. Maybe. So maybe, okay. So let me, so, so let me, let me bring you back to, no, no, I love this. I love it. I listen, I'm, I'm obsessed with the, with the, with the beautiful women of Latin America. They're, they are amazing and they do dominate at these beauty pageants. No question about it. Um, Let me ask you this, because this is what came up on outnumbered. I, what I felt from the, uh, like I said, listen, good. You know what? You should know people's politics before you date them. You should know people's because politics reflects values. The other people on the panel, I had Martha McCallum, I had Emily Campagno, I had Kaylee McEnany. We had um, your former colleague, Democrat Patrick Luffy, um, uh, former Democrat and Iraq vet. By the way, I excluded him from my beta mail. I said, listen, I'm talking about beta males. or don't open the door, don't pay the check, don't protect you. But this guy's a combat vet and he's a pro-life Democrat. He's a really rare animal out there. Um, So that was not, um, I, I excluded him from that. But all of them seemed to lament a time when politics should not play into who you date. And remember when we had Arthur Brooks on and talked about his whole book on on happiness that he wrote with Oprah Winfrey. He also talked about that, you know, we should be able to to judge our partners or whether somebody's going to be a good partner for us, not based on politics. There's so many other things out there, which is true. I mean, we love politics, Sean. but I mean, honestly, we talk, Probably sixty percent of our lives is about other things.
1: There was a time when that actually worked, right? You had, you know, some were left of center, some were right of center, but there was not that much space between the left of center and right saying? of center. And you've seen this this radical leftism injected into society through the education system, as I call them, commie camps, that have brought liberals, leftists, so far over into the into the communist ranks that they can't come over and see the value of a right of center man. Um, they want a left of center man. So that's what's that, that, and most of them are women. And that's, I think that's what's really. Yeah, I
2: better. have a, I have a, a little bit, I and mean, so we may come to the same so conclusion, but I have you a little can't, bit.
1: You can't gap that divide.
2: You know, I, I think it's a fair point. I think that if I was a truly trans rife, I would say, honey, you're right. You're so smart. You're so smart. You're just, I'm not going to say anything further, people. but actually I think it goes deeper than that. I think, and this, this was brought up in another, with different topic, but another point in yesterday's, um, outnumbered episode, which is feminism. Feminism is at the root of so many things that have literally destroyed the, um, the relationship between men and women, this, between the sexes. So feminism is an offshoot of communism, actually. If you go and look historically back at that, it is an offshoot of communism. Feminism um, is about wanting to erase the differences between men and women. And in doing that, they have convinced through indoctrination, through women's studies departments, but more importantly, through culture, convincing women that they don't need men. I mean, just look really simply, Miley Cyrus, her hit song from last year, um, I, I can buy myself flowers. I can, you know, hold my own hand. I can take myself out dancing. That is the message that young girls are getting. They don't need men. Feminism has convinced women that they will be happy pursuing the girl boss route. Um, they will be happy infertile. They will be happy without children. Abort your children. All of it is meant to make them believe they don't need a man. And in the end, we were created for each other, men and women. And I think that to be truly happy, most women, not all, but most women, um, need, need a partnership, need marriage, need children, need love, need love. Men need love too, though, honey.
1: I, I agree totally. I, I don't disagree with that. Can I
2: end on one really? Can I end on one small note here? And it's a, but it's a very deep one. If you think about going back to the garden, Adam and Eve, what after the, the devil, in the form of a snake, tempted the woman to have the apple and then to um, offer it to Adam. And then, you know, everything, basically sin came about as a result of that. The other thing that happened is it caused division between Adam and Eve. They started blaming each other for what happened. And I think anything that is about coming between the relationship between what men and women, which they aren't supposed to be as one, That's how God created them. I mean, God created Eve out of the, you know, rib of, of Adam, right? So they're supposed to be together. They're supposed to be complementary. They're supposed to be partners and anything. And especially this, I think this very dangerous communist based ideology, um, also based, um, around, you know, abortion, which is an evil in and of itself, um, that's meant to separate men and women, um, is not good for them, not good for society. Um, and at its root is evil.
1: So I would just say that uh, really, I don't just dis- dispute that point point. and everything that Democrats are doing, they're pushing into society, whether it's feminism, don't get married, don't have kids, abort your child. There are all things that will set that human being up, not to be happy, not to be better off and safer, more self-reliant and more free. Is to set them up to go, you know what? I, th- if I do this, I'm going to have a, Really significant relationship with the government. I'm going to buy into the communist ideology. I was just say, i thought you know what I
2: thought you were going to say? That everything they're doing isn't to make you happy, it's to make you an activist.
1: Or a communist. For, for
2: yeah. a communist, for the, for the government, for, for pro-government, pro-bureaucracy, pro... Um, the government is my baby daddy, not an actual human being who can love me and take care of me and protect me and caress me and all those things.
1: Yeah, good luck having Joe Biden do that with you. Okay. But he actually
2: he does like to do that. <laughs> <It's>
1: so <laughs> gross. Yeah. All right. Well hard. let's not so let's, let's so end hard. on that note. Let's not go off with Joe. smells yeah. you and smell, mean, smell your
2: hair, hair yeah. stroke your back.
1: Gravy. Oh, Yikes. Gravy. Uh will listen, to just a couple of takeaways. Uh Republicans need to fight. The FBI is out of control, and women need men to marry good men. And men need to marry good men. Great podcast, great questions. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us at The Kitchen Table. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, we drop every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Fridays, I was Q&A, so we appreciate you coming in for our Q&A session, which we kind of get off the rails sometimes, which is a lot of fun for us. If you like the podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can always find us at foxnewspodcast.com, foxnewspodcasts.com. And until uh, next week, I hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, are getting into the Christmas spirit.
2: Oh, we are here. putting up the tree this week. Weekend, I should say. Weekend.
1: All
2: right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Listen ad-free
0: with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.